Coming up, we explore the retirement plan landscape and how one generation in particular is facing significant risks to their retirement. And we'll find out how much you know or don't know about planning for retirement. That and more on today's show. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. Welcome on into the show. This is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and they're here to help you take charge of your money. Ben Colville, Matt Leiberger with us each week at this time, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Both Ben and Matt are fiduciaries. Very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor. So here we are again. Guys, how we doing? You're doing great, Gary. Hey, Gary. How's it going? Doing good. I love uh, spending time with you guys on Sunday morning doing the show because we have a lot of fun and hopefully we pass along some good information to our listeners. So here we go. Over the past few decades, the retirement landscape has changed significantly. Now, once you got the pension, you got the gold watch, drove off into the sunset. Now, uh, many folks are struggling to grow their wealth and guarantee their income, their retirement, nest egg caused by a decline in wealth for certain age groups. For example, late baby boomers born between 1959 and 1964 have seen a drop in their 401ks and IRA assets, all which have been documented further in the study for the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College on that matter. So we're going to start breaking down the baby boomer generation and look at the uh, intergenerational issues that each have faced. Now, just a reminder, baby boomers, the mark the generation folks born between 1946 and 1964. I will tell you guys, I'm in there somewhere, but I'm not going to tell you where. I will not give it, divulge that information. <laughs> but let's, Gary puts the boom in boomers. I put the boom in boomers. <laughs> yes, I do. All right, so let's start with the late baby boomers, those b- born between 1959 and 1964. What do you guys have for me? Well, I think this is one of the one of the toughest generations in terms of retirement and retirement savings. They're kind of on the tail end of the pension era. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you look at your parents, your grandparents, a lot of them had pensions. That was what their their life was. You know, they typically would say, pay off your house, retire with your pension, Social Security, you're fine. That same that same tactic does not work, especially for anybody past the, the late baby boomers, uh, especially when it comes to mortgage rates. It usually makes sense to carry your mortgage through. That's one of the most common questions that Matt and I get is, should I pay off my mortgage? That's for a different show and a different topic. Mm -hmm. But these late baby boomers have issues where the pensions don't typically aren't typically there. And they were the first generation that really could harness a 401k and to see it compound and grow. Uh, But they also saw 2000. They saw 2008. They Mm -hmm. saw maybe COVID issues if you weren't retired by then. So there's a lot of uh, compounding issues that caused some concern. And in the back of their mind, late baby boomers, what were you? What were you told while you were growing up? What were the stories that you heard from the financial markets? This was from your parents and from your grandparents who lived through the Great Depression. Yeah. And so here you are with the the upbringing talking about concern of market fluctuations. Now your retirement is almost entirely through markets because your pension's not going to be there. And you're seeing 2000, 2010 type market scenarios. It makes it a real difficult, unsettled time. Yeah. So a lot of clients that I see that come in from the late baby boomer side, there there's a lot of anxious energy about can I retire? Is this going to be enough? Uh, what about markets? What about uh, how do we structure all of this? Mm-hmm. And so it's a very concerning time and generation gap. You know, difference between the early boomers who have pensions and later who have you know more more history of the marketplace without the the backstory of the Great Depression. 
You know, it's really funny you guys talk about the uh, depression. Now, my mom and dad went through the depression. I was talking to my dad about it uh, many years ago. And he said, no, it didn't bother me. We were poor to begin with. So, in fact, my dad, he had to quit work. He had to quit school at like 15 so he could go uh, get a job. But you know, interesting, the 401ks didn't become fashionable till the late 70s or early 80s. I was doing some research on that. And, uh, boy, that, that, changed, that changed everything for uh, yeah. the baby boomers, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it changed everything for the baby boomers. It changed everything for employment too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's very few companies that still maintain pensions. Yeah. You know, there are some that do, uh, mm-hmm. but even the ones that have been pretty tried and true of it are moving away. Look at like Boeing. Right. Boeing was always big pension people and not anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to remind everybody the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me each week, Ben Coble, Matt Lieberger. I want to thank you for joining us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. I want to give you the phone number. Get on the calendar for Ben and Matt. The number is 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Again, thank you for listening and joining us Sunday morning on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. We're going through the baby boomers. All right, so we had the early, we had the late. Now let's do the middle. Born 1954 to 1959. Let's talk about that uh, generation of baby boomers, guys. Yeah, 1954 to 59. Uh, I know my mom's going to cry because she was born in 53. I'm sure she, <laughs> she shouldn't, wants, you shouldn't be saying that. Yeah, she, I, I, she wants to at least be middle. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to at least be middle. No, uh, this is something to think about. The peak earning years for folks typically range from 42 to 49. And, you know, this is the time in which folks are socking away the most for the retirement. Well, think about the middle boomers for a second. Let's look. I mean, Ben just talked about this weird sandwich between growing up, learning about the Great Depression and then dealing with what we dealt with, with this, you know, Great Recession, as we call it. That Great Recession, if we look between 2007, 2009, it plays a significant role in the trajectory of their retirement savings. Like, so think about this. Imagine you're born in 57, right? Those peak earning years in which you would be between 42 and 49 would have spanned the years 2000 to 2007. That means that not just one, but two different and significant crashes from 2000, 2001 and the start of the Great Recession between 2000, 2009 hit you during those those key years. I mean, that that's scary for a lot of people to experience that. You know, you, you look at, at boomers overall, I won't just throw the middle into this, I'll, I'll talk overall, but think about covering two major dips in the span of eight to nine years. Like how, how many, how many people in that generation did you see back in the workforce, some of which had just left the workforce for retirement or had been in for a little while, you know, after 2009? There's quite a few greeters every, you know, I walked into Home Depot and there's some nice new greeters there. But I mean, having two major downfalls in eight or nine years in in that generation, and that's not just the middle, but it really affected that middle sub generation because that was for many of them right in those prime 42 to 49, those prime saving years. Yeah. And the early boomers who were typically retiring by this time, uh, you know, that 2000 to 2008, like Matt said, it was devastating, especially if you had a an investment strategy that relied on luck or timing. And what I mean by that is one of the more common income strategies that advisors use, one size fits all advisors. I call these the advisors that have a 20 year old client and a 70 year old client. They'll do a one size fits all. Essentially, it's the same pie chart, just sliced up in a different way. So if you're 20, you're going to have most of your money in stocks and a little bit in bonds. If you're 60, 70, you're going to have less in stocks and more in bonds. 
but it's still the same general strategy. And then they'll say you can draw 4% from that per year plus inflation. And you know, that's what your income is. So that's what uh, was a prevailing thought going into the 2000 crash. And if that was what these baby boomers were basing their, their income on, 2000, the market crashes, you're down 50%. Mm-hmm. And you're drawing 4% from your asset base for income. Then the markets recover, but 2008, we drop again. So if you're drawing 4% every single year from 2000 to 2010 plus inflation, then there's a very low likelihood that you're going to be able to outlast what these what these issues are. And you know, if you take in the longest time horizon, then it, it, it'll probably work out fine. But again, this is the generation that was talking about Great Depression where things weren't fine. Yeah, It, it took a long, long time to recover from that. And so the concern was that the money's just not going to be there anymore. And I have to go back to work at 75 years old, mm-hmm. 70 years old, you know, whatever it is. And that is a terrifying thought. Once you retire, y- you don't want to have to do it again. You, <laughs> you don't want to have to go back in the workforce, figure out your world, and mm-hmm. then end up you know, coming back out. I, I don't so, want to get off the couch. Forget it. Come on. You know, this is, you guys are right. This is like yeah. getting punched twice in the mouth by Mike Tyson, you know, <laughs> seriously, right? Yeah. Well, absolutely. When you, when you stop doing things that you have to do and you start doing things that you want to do or things that bring you more personal fulfillment, the idea of having to go back to doing things that you have to do is not – It's horrible. It's, it's horrible, yeah. which is why we specialize in retirement planning. You know, Matt and I, we don't have 20-year-old clients. All of our clients are specifically retirement age. And it's because the game fundamentally changes. We need to look at how these assets combine together. And really, it takes a very strategic development process to create a plan that's going to be consistent and stable for what retirement looks like and be able to weather these storms like the 2000 and 2010s. And so what we always do, Matt and I offer 10 completely open, free spots for clients that are listening right now to call in to be able to get what a strategic development process looks like. So when you sit down with us, again, completely complimentary, we will go through our specific retirement planning process. And what that looks like is first, we always start with income. What does your income look like in retirement, whether you're retired now or retiring soon? What's the income that's going to be able to do the things that you want to do? If the income doesn't work, the plan doesn't work. Let's make sure the income first is going to be stable. After we know what the income is, then we can go through taxation. What is the tax related to that income? And are you worried about how your beneficiaries will get taxed? After we have your income set, your taxes set, we can talk about insurances like long-term care um, concerns. We can talk about your estate. How does the money pass to your beneficiaries and what's the most efficient way to do that? And then finally, we can talk through the investments. How did the investment structure to be able to make the whole thing work? That is, in my opinion, the correct order in retirement planning. And the result is a comprehensive plan that's flexible to change when the world changes around you, but also stable enough to consistently generate income for you. So shoot us a call. You might get to voicemail. It might be the lines are busy. It's perfectly fine. Leave us a message. We'll call you back and we'll get you on either in person or remote to go through the beginning part of what a strategic development process looks for you and what type of income you can expect through retirement. Great advice. Here's that number, 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Your chance to benefit from a personalized, comprehensive plan, 877 249-6900. All right, we're going to take a short break. Back with more of Ben and Matt and Sound Path to Retirement in just a moment. What do you guys have up next for me? Well, it's not uncommon for folks to put off retirement planning with a professional due to preconceived notions or misunderstandings about the topic. Today, we are dispelling some of the financial planning myths in an effort to help separate fact from fiction. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. 
Welcome back to the show. The show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. They've helped hundreds of clients over the years achieve their financial goals. There are fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients. So let's get started into the next segment of the show here. We're going to play a little uh, fact fiction or we threw in a third choice because sometimes it actually is somewhere in between. So navigating the volatile and unpredictable financial world on your own can be overwhelming in a world sounds like you know the movie trailers you know in a world plagued by misinformation <laughs> hoaxes and disinformation that's my radio uh, movie trailer voice by the way i like it you like i thought you would it's important to separate fact from fiction now luckily we have experts yeah you guys in the studio to help clarify and explain the biggest misconceptions associated with retirement planning so we're going to dive in all right you guys you can take each of these and, uh, well, we'll see what you have to say. Fact, fiction, or somewhere in between. I don't need help with my plan. I can use an app for free and get the same information. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I will say somewhere in between on this. Everything in me wants to just say fiction, but let's go somewhere in between because yeah. that's more realistic. Yeah. Uh, the, the the fact is these apps, and you're seeing them everywhere. I was watching a movie this weekend, and I, I think every commercial was about one of these apps that's out there. But these are what we call robo advisors, and they can do some help. Uh, but you really should sit down with a professional when planning something as important of your retirement. Let me, uh, I'll say this, here's where I see it helping. This is why I'll say somewhere in between. If if you're just getting, you know, if you're getting there to where you just don't have a lot saved, maybe you haven't planned, and you need something with very low fees just to structure something simply. Or you're younger. Younger is a, a great example yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. because that's something where you don't, you haven't had it saved up and you don't want to spend a bunch of fees. And you don't know what you're doing. And you got time. And you got time. Yeah. Um, but when, when you're getting there, you've got your funds. Now it's critical to make a solid plan and you can't lose these funds. You need them for retirement and you need them to grow even more. When you're in that red zone, as we call it, this is where you really need to sit down with the financial planner and don't risk things on a robo advisor I yeah no totally agree matt and it's really funny i have i set something up for my grandkids and it's called stash and we just have a little fun with it i, I throw some money in there each week for them out of my paycheck they can see their investments starting to grow and we pick a couple of things that you guys talked about you know i got like five six hundred bucks in there just getting started for them but they they get excited about it gets them excited about investing so something like that is i believe is perfectly fine but you're right when the you know put the pedal to the metal and you know the rubber to the road or whatever analogy you want to use it's really time to get a plan put together by by you guys let's get to our second one fact fiction or somewhere in between risk tolerance and risk exposure are the same thing no fiction no that is that is not true risk tolerance is what you are what you can comfortably take in terms of volatility and risk exposure is what the volatility is so for example if you have all of your money invested in mines off the coast of peru yeah, and they're going to strike rich. Uh, that it's, it's is a sure thing. That's a high risk exposure. <laughs> yeah. uh, and your tolerance is going to be based off of: Are you okay when all those go to zero? Are you are you able to tolerate that? Or you know the the boom that could happen when they you know find whatever gold or platinum, whatever it might be. So they they are completely two different things. But a lot of times I I find there's a disconnect 
So risk tolerance and risk exposure need to be viewed in their own way to create the, the comprehensive plan. So sometimes I'll have clients come to me and they'll say, yeah, my old advisor did a really bad job because it was only up 5% per year when the market was up nine or 10 or whatever the case is. And I go, well, you know, you're invested in bonds and, and stocks, your, your combination. And so that is for your risk tolerance. Your exposure was lower based on what their assumption of your tolerance was. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're getting, uh, you know, 12% return on the markets nine, well, that's great for, you know, the, the growth side of it. But again, your tolerance for that risk is higher, your higher volatility. So make sure that these match that you don't have a disconnect between them. It's not just comparing everything to the S&P 500. It's comparing it to what purpose your funds have and what you're trying to achieve in terms of volatility metrics. So do you guys have clients like you'll come in and say, yeah, my, I want a low risk. Uh, and then you ask them the questionnaire and do the things that you start setting up their plan for them and realize that what they have is really high risk. I, I'm sure there's been a disconnect there as well, right? Yeah. Well, what I, what I typically find is clients saying that, well, it's more about short memories. Yeah. A lot of people have <laughs> short memories when it comes to the marketplace. So when it comes to 2012 to you know, 2020, 2022, markets have been great. Yeah. And so their memory of their risk exposure is skewed. And so then when you have issues like last year, where the market went down, and they start to panic, and they go, I was down, you know, 150% of what the market was, it's like, well, it's because you let your your risk end up going outside of your tolerance zone, yeah. mm -hmm. because you were chasing returns. And so people run into problem two big problems in the market themselves. The first problem is fear, fear will keep you out of the market when you should be in and greed is number two. Greed will keep you in the market when you should be out. So you need to make sure that when you're looking at your asset base that you're taking those considerations out and you're looking at what's my tolerance? What am I trying to achieve with these funds and not chasing returns? Reminds me of the Gordon Gecko quote, greed is good. <laughs> greed is good. Yeah, not all the time. The show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger, and they have uh, helped hundreds of clients achieve their financial retirement goals over the years. 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. The folks at Soundpath Retirement Strategies are ready for your phone call. All right, our third one, our fact fiction or somewhere in between You'll spend more money when you retire because of higher medical costs. Uh, I have to, again, say somewhere in between. That just depends. I mean, how old are you when you retire? And let's talk about how healthy you are, right? There's a lot of factors. Uh, one thing, this question just says, or this statement, you will spend more when you retire. Well, I mean... If you're retiring at 65 or after, let's just talk about Medicare costs versus if you retire at, you know, 57 and you're going to have to buy your medical insurance. Let's just talk insurance for a second. You're going to have to buy that and pay those premiums on the open market. I mean, that's a difference. That can be a difference of, you know, plus $800 a month, uh, you know, difference. So one thing it has to do with how old are you when you retire and what do you qualify for? The other thing is your health. And, you know, do you have, you know, what do you have in place for medical, long-term care, all that, all that stuff. Um, I'm also, I, I, I'd also say this, when, when it comes to medical costs, when you retire, often people think that it's going to be more or less, it's like right when I retire, sometimes you're healthy and you're enjoying travels. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. And later in life, you slow down the travels, but then the medical starts to kick up. So the key is planning for a holistic retirement 
all the way. Ben and I always plan till age 100. Let's make sure we have the time to cover the fun years, the medical years. Let's take into account your age, retirement, Medicare, everything. Yeah, yeah. we've heard of call it the go-go years, the early years when you're out there spending and traveling and doing so much more. And then you, know, you start to slow down and that's when those medical costs can go up. All right. Number four, fact, fiction or somewhere in between. I need a million dollars to retire, which reminds me of this. Thank you, Bare Naked Ladies from 1988. Yeah. So fact or fiction, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, that's fiction. So if you run through the calculation, that million dollars is the rule of thumb that I typically hear. People said, look, when I was working, I just was trying to get to a million. If I was to a million, I could retire. Well, when that song came out, a million dollars was not what a million dollars is today. Right. Yeah. So if you look at what inflation has done, a million dollars when that song came out is about $3 million in today's dollars. That's so a it's a big difference. Yeah triple what that number. So what's what's helpful is to have a, a number in mind when you end up getting towards retirement or planning towards retirement. But once you get closer to it, you, you need to see what that number can actually do for you. Yeah. And everybody's going to be different. And so the the generalizations, the broad strokes don't work so well as we start looking at specific planning for retirement. All right, guys, we're almost out of time up against the clock. So you know, here's what we should do. These are great. Let's continue along and uh, doing these. We've got a bunch more to get through. So uh, final thoughts on this segment, guys, before we move on. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say this. If if what we're talking about with fact fiction somewhere in between has struck a chord with you, there are a lot of people we sit down with where they're just trying to navigate the facts and fictions of retirement. And, you know, we maybe we should just play this game uh, for the first 10 minutes with every one of our first meetings. Uh, no, but if that's you out there, give us a call. As been mentioned earlier, we always leave 10 slots open every week for our listeners. And we always enjoy getting to know our listeners when they come in to see us. So when you come in and sit down with us, we're going to talk about these puzzle pieces. We're going to talk about things like social security. We're going to talk about taxes. We're going to talk about the facts and fictions of each. We're going to talk about risk, as Ben was talking about earlier, risk tolerance. Uh, we're going to talk about risk exposure. We're going to look at what you currently have, give you a good analysis and our best feedback. And then we're going to work with you to prepare uh, a holistic, comprehensive, coherent, clear plan for retirement to get you and your significant other from now to the end of your life living in a way that we believe um, you, you deserve to live. You know, we want you to be happy and enjoy that. So if that's you, give us a call. If you call in and our folks are on the other line, no worries, leave us a message. Someone will get right back to you. And uh, we look forward to sitting down with you and talking. All right, great advice. Matt, here's that number, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. First step, sit down with a financial coach. Sit down with Ben and Matt. And something we've been talking about resonates with you. You feel the need to get that second opinion. I want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals, a very important risk tolerance we've just been talking about, 877-249-6900. The folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies are standing by ready for your call. All right, we're going to take a short break and be back with Ben and Matt and SoundPath to Retirement in just a moment. Should we uh, continue the fact fiction or somewhere in between? Guys, what do you say? Let's continue on. All right, let's do it. We'll take a short break. Be right back. Welcome back to the show. This is SoundPath for Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. And back with us to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. They've helped hundreds of clients 
achieve their retirement goals over the years. They are both fiduciaries. By law, have to have the best interest of their clients. And each week we talk about things like retirement income strategies, wealth accumulation, asset protection, and so much more. All right, so we are going to continue on here. Now, when it comes to financial planning, you don't want to build your future on a premise, a rule of thumbs, or suggestions that have absolutely no basis or fact. There are plenty of retirement planning rules that needed to be retired once and for all. Retire those rules. Now, in an effort to jumpstart the process, we've turned our professionals in the studio to separate retirement planning facts from retirement planning fictions. We're ready to dive back in. Guys, let's get to this one next. Okay, here it is. Fact, fiction, or somewhere in between. You need 70 to 85% of your current income level to live comfortably in retirement. So for most people, that's fiction. Uh, you know, the thing about retirement is that it's all trade-offs. There's not really right or wrong answers usually. It's just a trade-off that you're willing to have to accomplish whatever your goals are, what's most important to your goals. But I've heard this pretty frequently. 70, 85% of what you're working years, last working years would be fine for retirement. And here's the reason why that's the rule of thumb. It's because you are currently most likely saving into retirement vehicles while you're working. So if you're saving, you know, you have $100,000 that you're bringing in and you're saving $30,000 a year into retirement, well, then your net is only $70,000. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, you can live on 70% because you currently are living on 70% of what your actual uh, wages are. But the main goal is first, you're, you're probably going to have a, a more smooth step off. So you need to look at what your net of savings amount is in retirement. And that's the number that you should at first baseline on. And then from there, you might want to be doing more travel than what you're currently doing while you're working. And that's the case, you actually are going to spend more money than what you're currently making in. So yeah, don't look at it as a general sense. You got to look at it more specific as you get through it. And usually it's the net of savings amount that you want to look at first. Yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe you want to travel the world. Maybe you want to drive to Idaho. Who knows? You know, everybody yeah. has different goals. Those are both equally as expensive. Exactly. I can very, with, very with gas much. prices. Exactly. All right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I drove to Idaho for the holiday weekend a little while back. And yeah, like. Yeah. Gas prices. You, I, you could have gone to France. I, I could have fully. I could. Have, I could have fully funded my retirement had I not done that. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that, guys. All right. Fact fiction or somewhere in between. You can boost your Social Security payments by eight percent a year if you delay claiming until age seventy. Uh, that is a fact with an asterisk, yeah. and I, I will say it is true eight percent. But that is to to clarify. Uh, that's delaying payments from full retirement age, whatever that is for you, anywhere between 66 and 67 until age 70. At that point, yeah, you're boosting your monthly social security payments by 8% a year. So if you can delay payments, if it makes sense for you and your plan and your health, uh, often this is a, a very great way to secure a, a much higher cash flow in retirement. Now, isn't it generally between the early years, 62 to 65, more like 5%? Is that right? Pretty much? Yeah. Okay. That's correct. Yeah. And again, the range that people know, most folks know this, you can claim Social Security from age 62 to 70. Now, if you could wait to 70, the number they kick around is about 132% uh, that you'll get of your benefits if you can wait till 70. All right. And by the way, go to SSA.gov if you need more information. I mean, that really, right. you know, we talk about government websites not being too helpful. That one's actually pretty helpful. All right. Fact, fiction, or somewhere in between. Diversification and asset allocations are the same thing. That is fiction. So asset allocation will it involves how much you plan to put into how many different like asset classes. 
And diversification will involve spreading your investments both among and within different asset allocations. So it's similar to like the risk tolerance conversation. Diversification is making sure that you don't have exposure into one specific industry, one specific sector. And um, asset allocation is how you're you're actually going to be using it in your in your retirement. So make sure that those two match as well. Don't have all of your funds in Apple stock. Okay, so <laughs> g- give me an example of that, Ben. So exactly. So diversification is having different asset classes, correct? Yeah. So diversification is making sure you're not exposed to one specific element. Right. right? So you. if okay. you are are high tech sector, right. and that's all you have, you're not very diversified. Right. Uh, and so you want to have some global equities. You want to have um, large cap, mid cap, small cap, domestic, you know, those types of things. And then the allocation is how you spread that out for you know, your overall use, how you're going to be drawing it or how you're going to be uh, compounding it and growing it. Right. Yeah, I've, I've had people come in as well where everything's just in the stock market, right? So they, it's not stocks and bonds or or annuities or anything else. It's just on the stock market, but because they're not just in one stock, they think they're really well diversified. Right. Oh, you're saying, see. well, I'm glad you're diversified not in one stock, but let's look at the different alloc- the different classes out there. Let's right. get you yeah. a little more spread even. Right. right. So asset allocation would be having uh, investments in bonds and stocks and annuities and uh, like like uh, the variety pack, so to speak. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Various investments. All right. By the way, the show is Soundpath to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me. Each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger, they've helped hundreds of clients achieve their financial retirement goals. And, you know, judging from the things we talk about, we know how vitally important it is to have that plan, that you need that comprehensive plan put together to find out not only where you are, but where you need to be. And that's what Ben and Matt will do when you sit down with them and they put that plan together for you, no cost or no obligation. So what are you waiting for? Here's that phone number, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Call right now, folks, or standing by at SoundPath Retirement Strategies. Now, if you get a busy signal or you, if you get the voicemail, just leave your name in busy signal. When's the last time I got a busy signal? In 1985? <laughs> yeah. I don't, what am I talking about? But you'll Baby get the, boomer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> boomer showing his age right here. But you'll get the voicemail. What is voicemail anyway? What, how does that work? Anyway, so <laughs> let's get back to the show and get back on track before I have to uh, have a stroke or something here. It's not going to be good. All right. Uh, fact, fiction, or somewhere in between. Social security benefits are are more than enough to live in retirement. Where's the big buzzer sound on that one, right? Yeah, that's, that's ger- I mean, that's generally fiction. If it turns out your Social Security is enough for you to live on, congratulations. Uh, you know, I mean, if you live in a van down by the river, yeah. uh, I, 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 you know, I don't know. Um, no, generally speaking, no, that, that's Social Security is a supplement. Uh, do not, please, if you're listening and you've got some time before retirement, Please think about investing. Do not plan for Social Security to be what you live on. But that's part of what, uh, you know, we talked a couple of questions ago, planning on when you take Social Security, having a strategy for Social Security. Um, it's very important. And that's that's part of what Ben and I do when we sit down as we discuss that and what's best for you and when you pull. All right. Let's get to our next one. Fact fiction somewhere in between. I won't be spending as much as retirement as I do now. I'll be able to live off what I've saved thus far. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard this every once in a while where clients will say, I'll just live with whatever I got. And, well, that might work, but it might not be really what you're looking for here. And so that's typically fiction. Uh, People are living longer. You know, life expectancy is creeping up and up. 
and so it's right now if you make it to age 60 your life expectancy is roughly age 85 and so every once in a while, i have clients come to me and say well then let's just do this let's just have my plan end at age 85 because that's life expectancy and then you know i'll just figure out what i got to do at that point if i end up living longer like no that's the van down by the river it do, again. yeah it doesn't work right because you're, you're going to likely have medical concerns that end up coming up as you get closer to 85 yeah. and you need to be able to plan and hedge off of the fact that medical advances could have you live until 95 to 100 you know we don't know and so you need to make sure that you're planning for enough time because of the the health uh, advances that can end up happening and it's also kind of a fallacy to think that you're going to be spending significantly less money when you retire. Now, some people work, you know, big corporate jobs and they retire, they like gardening in their backyard and that's what they do for six hours a day. That, that's great. And that's going to be relatively inexpensive, but you'll typically find that there's going to be spikes that there's first point of retirement. It's going to be more travel. It's going to be more experiences. It's going to be more, uh, events, things that you want to do, things that, that are, are more fulfilling to you. As you get older, then those things will start to go down, but medical expense will likely start to creep up. And that will be what ends up taking most of what the funds are and free and the free time. So don't plan on just being able to live within whatever that amount is. That's not typically how it ends up working. And really what this comes down to is being able to plan effectively for the long haul, plan effectively for the long horizons. And you know, if you've been listening to our show for a while, that's what Matt and I preach. We, we talk about how you need to make sure you have a plan that's going to last as long as you do. You need to make sure that you've got income that is going to be stable and consistent for you as well. And we're not talking about putting all the money into a life annuity. We're talking about doing things like simple ladderings of your income in vehicles that are going to make more sense, that are going to still have a growth element of it, keep up with inflation, and be able to have you retire the way that you want to retire, be able to experience the things that you want to experience, while taking into consideration some of the gotchas. I mean, some of the big issues that clients have when they're trying to do things themselves is they don't take into full consideration the tax implications. So I was talking to a client the other day, and they had a, a decent amount of money, and they were talking to me about, well, why can't I just do keep my money growing and then just take required minimum distributions out as opposed to a, a fully decked out plan with laddering. And I showed them the tax difference of doing that as opposed to being proactive on your taxes. And it was millions of dollars difference. They'd be paying millions of dollars more to the federal government by doing it that way, as opposed to being more specific and more proactive on how they end up structuring that. And so if any of this is ringing a chord to you, shoot us a call. We always leave 10 spots open, completely complimentary to meet with either Matt or myself, and we'll do it either virtual or in person in our offices in Bellevue or in Mount Lake Terrace. And we'll be able to give you a good understanding of what this looks like for you, what it means for you, and see if there's something we can do to help. If there's not, great. We'll move you on your way and you had another pair of eyes looking at your, your plan. If there is something we can help you with, then we'll set up the appropriate next steps. Now, if you call and you get sent to voicemail, shoot us a message. We will always call you back and we'll get you on the calendar as soon as possible. All right. Or get the busy signal. You know, that could happen. Uh, the busy signal. <laughs> here's the phone number. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Folks, no cost, no obligation. Get a better handle on your financial situation. Find out what your investments are really costing you. 
Because of high fees or commissions and what future tax implications will be, how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. There's a great four-letter word, plan. You need that plan. You need that comprehensive plan put together by Ben and Matt. This way you set yourself up with a more confident plan to retire, stress-free, peace of mind, but all starts by picking up the phone and punching those numbers in, 877-249-6900. One more time on the phone number, 877-249-6900. Call right now. Folks are standing by at SoundPath Retirement Strategies. All right. Great segment, guys. I really enjoyed the uh, fact fiction or somewhere in between stuff that we just did. All right, back with more of Ben and Matt and SoundPath Retirement in just a moment. What do you guys have up next for me? Our listeners are keeping the questions coming, and we love it. So we'll tackle your questions when we come right back. This show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. Thank you for joining us, spending part of your Sunday morning with us, 97.3 Cairo News Radio, with me, Ben Koval, Matt Weiberger, and they are both fiduciaries, which by law, they have to have the best interests of their clients, and they are with SoundPath Retirement Strategies. And during the show, we talk about things that you really need to know, retirement income strategies, wealth accumulation, asset protection, and so much more. All right, let's get to our questions that came into us. Meg Marysville, is there any way I can locate a 401 account that I have previously lost track of? I bet you guys get this a lot. Oh, the lost money. The lost yeah, money. It, it's... Uh, it's it happens more than you than you think. So if you're listening right now and you're embarrassed, thinking uh, I think there was something from my twenties, I I don't know if I have a four hundred one k from an old job. You're not alone. Uh, yeah, there is a place to search for abandoned plans. So it's it's with the Department of Labor. So if you head to dol.gov, you can search for abandoned plans and. Um, you know, go there, enter in your information and, and and do a search. It is important to find that. Some people just give up to think, well, if I had it, it was small anyways. Well, small adds up over time. So so find it, grab it and uh, and, you know, use it for your retirement. By the way, I did find one myself um, from I don't know how many jobs ago. I found a small 401k that I had left. It was got abandoned and I got like thousand dollars. Good for me, right? Yeah. Lunch is on you. Absolutely. Let's get to <laughs> Phil in Puyallup, which was uh, near Maple Valley where I used to live. What do I need to include to correctly do a Roth conversion without getting pushed into a higher tax bracket? Do I need to include such things as dividends and capital gains from non-qualified accounts? Any thoughts or insights would be helpful. Okay. So, yeah, this one's getting more technical on the tax side of things. So for Roth conversions, though, there is no... Um, there's no income limit on a Roth conversion. You can convert as much money as you want from an old IRA into a Roth. You just have to pay the taxes as as you do that conversion. So when we're talking about how to do it without getting pushed into another tax bracket, this is uh, what I call the headroom strategy, where you know, you'll take a look at what your tax bracket is for the year. Maybe you're at the 22%, and you'll see how much you can do in a conversion before you get up to the 24% bracket. And so that's all based off of your adjusted gross income. So how much did you earn in wages through employment? Uh, what other IRA distributions did you take? So what's your baseline on your, your taxable income? And then what other conversion that you do will add to that bracket, will add to your overall tax structure. Now, I typically like to do things a little bit more specific when it comes to Roth conversions. Uh, not just looking at it from a specific year's tax bracket, but looking at it from how do we anticipate that 
that dollar of conversion would have been taxed if we left it in the IRA. And so it takes a little bit more work. You have to look 20 years out. But because of inflation, we'll need to take a look at what the anticipation is of that fund later on to determine if the 22% bracket makes sense or how much we should convert at that 22% bracket. So uh, a little bit more detail than just looking at the bracket itself, but that's the basis of how a conversion works. Now, a contribution is based off of how much earned wages that you make in the year, and there's phase-out limits. So I know that's not the question there, but that is one other element of how you get money into a Roth. Yeah, I have had people ask, hey, it's my last year of work. I'm earning the most I've ever made in my life. I'm about to retire next year. Should I do some Roth conversions yeah. this year? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, no. I'm begging them, please don't. <laughs> please don't do that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Let's do it next year. Right. And, and, you know, the thing about, you know, Ben and Matt, they put the entire plan together for you. And part of that plan is tax minimization strategies. And they're going to do everything they can by law to make sure you pay as little taxes as possible. And, you know, some of the big box firms, they don't they don't deal with that at all. They'll just push it over and say, hey, go see your CPA or, you know, or your tax guy. So, no, it's totally different when you meet with Ben and Matt at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, which that is the show. SoundPath Through Retirement is our show. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger, with us each week at this time. I want to give you the phone number. Get that comprehensive plan put together for you. No cost or no obligation. They are sound standing by at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, 877-249-6900. All right, let's get to Tony in Port Townsend. Where do you keep your emergency fund under the mattress? No, I uh, maintain at least $20,000 in the savings account with my basic credit union, but the APY is only, not very good, 0.53%. I want to make the most of the money I'm saving. I'm sure you guys have a lot, lot of different options for Tony. Yeah, Tony. Well, Gary makes me keep my emergency funds with him as well. Yeah, thank I'm you. I'm not sure why. <laughs> oh, and his return's less than that. Yeah, yeah. less than so, that. <laughs> Tony, it's a great question. So so you're looking at funds. For emergency funds, you, you want to keep them liquid. Uh, there's two things you want to do. You want to keep them liquid because if there's an emergency, you can't have them tied up. And you want to keep it safe. You don't want to have that in some kind of a, an investment where you can lose it. And then when there's an emergency, you just don't have it. So you're looking for safe and liquid uh, strategies for it. So there's two main places that many of my clients will keep uh, funds that they need liquid and safe. And that is either in some kind of a, a cash account, which you're talking about your credit union savings account. Now, there are better ones than a half a percent. Uh, I mean, look at a high yield savings account, some kind of a money market. Uh, there are some government money markets out there, you know, paying a good amount. Um, gosh, some of them, you know, eight times what you're earning right now. So to take a look at that. The other one that some people will use will be like a short term bond fund. Uh, and many times in life that that's absolutely fine and good, except for times where you're nervous that the feds might raise the interest rate. When interest rates go up, bond funds go down and you can lose. And guess what kind of uncertain times we're in right now. Yeah. So I would stay away from those right now. I would look at some kind of a high yield, perhaps government money market, something like that. You know, guys, I'm, I just pulled up a website here, you know, CD rates, and I see them from 5.4%, 4.9%, and so on. So, yeah, there's a lot of places where uh, Tony can go to get a much better return on their investment from that uh, credit union. All right, let's get to Anne in Aberdeen. I've heard a lot of success stories online from folks folks who use bonds, annuities, but crypto seems to have the biggest splash or made the biggest splash. So I wanted to ask which of these three options would result in paying the least in taxes? Well, 
Yeah, Matt just rolled his eyes so hard he might have given himself a concussion. <laughs> what, yeah. what, do you, what do you mean? I, I was fist pumping the air for, for all my crypto. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on the question. And the question is about the least in taxes. Mm -hmm. These three elements are very different risk tolerances. You know, bonds are mostly a conservative play. Annuities are usually a protected principled play. And crypto is a speculative play speculative so <laughs> that you're going to have uh, currently so you, you're going to have a, a wide gamut there now in terms of the taxation of it so bonds get taxed on the growth that happens um in in the year that you end up at you so if you're looking at like an individual bond then as you get growth in that bond you pay taxes on it if it's a bond fund then every year you're paying taxes on the growth for crypto um, you're you're paying taxes when you end up selling it mm -hmm. So just like any other stock investment, if it goes up and you sell it, then you're going to pay capital gains on the growth. Now, this is all assuming these aren't in IRAs. IRAs get taxed the same no matter what you have them in. It's all taxes income when you draw it out. Now, annuities are a bit different in that annuities defer their gains from the taxation side of things. So if you have a non-qualified annuity in place, it can grow for 10, 15 years and you don't have to pay any taxes on the growth until you start to draw it back to yourself as income. So... Um, from the tax play, the annuity is the most tax advantage because it defers those taxes. But the other two, it's either through selling or through the appreciation of it. All right. A couple of minutes left. Let's see if we can get to Bob's question. Bob and Velvet quickly here. How would it benefit me to see a financial planner? I ask because I have $1 million liquid, a substantial IRA, and mutual funds already and continue to earn $200,000 a year through my salary. But I'm 65 and plan to work a few more years. Yes, I have mutual fund advisor who I speak to once a quarter, but is there a need for more? I would say yes. Yeah, absolutely. And and Bob, you're at the right time. You're planning to retire in a couple of years. So now's the time to create the plan for when you cross that threshold into retirement. Uh, I, unfortunately, I mean, some, some people retire and, and they're right there and then they start to plan. And it's not that they haven't saved up money. It's just they're thinking, okay, I'm going to retire next month. What should I do? You're a couple years out. Let's get that plan in place to where you have peace of mind knowing that when you walk out that door for the last time at your job, you know what you're walking into. You're not just walking into the dark. So, you know, I'm going to look, you have a million dollars liquid. Well, what are you doing with that? You have a substantial, uh, a substantial IRA. That's great. Uh, you got mutual funds. Uh, curious if you have any Roth, if you've looked at that. You're continuing to earn 200K. How much of that are you continuing to put away in the last two years you're working? These are all questions we're going to sit down and talk about. What are your goals? You know, Ben mentioned it earlier. What are your goals when you retire tax-wise? Are we are we looking out what's, you know, looking for what's best for you tax-wise in your life? Or when you retire, do we want to structure a plan in such a way that we want to take into account your beneficiaries and minimize their taxes? How do we want to take what you're invested in now and diversify it? Like we mentioned earlier, if you were listening, Bob, we talked about the difference between mere you know, diversification and different asset allocations. These are all things we want to go over. And two years before retirement is a great time. So really what it comes down to is, is the plan. And this is going to be what you get when you sit down with Ben or myself as financial planners. So uh, listen, here's the deal, Bob and everyone else listening. As you can tell, if you listen every week, Ben and I, Gary as well, we are passionate uh, about our beliefs that you deserve a secure, independent retirement. And that's why we keep a few slots open on our calendars every week for our listeners to sit down 
get a no cost, no obligation consultation, or even just a second opinion on what you have, just just to review and, and help you along that path. So, you know, for, for the next 10 callers who call in, I don't know how many spots have already been filled, but give us a call. We'll fill you in those spots. But our approach can help make a difference for you and your family by looking at your unique situation and making recommendations that are tailored to those specific needs. So by doing this, we can you know, properly rebalance your portfolio between risky and safe investments. We can help you avoid costly tax mistakes. Uh, we can help you maximize social security and so much more. So give us a call now, get on our schedule for this no cost uh, sit down. And um, when you do, if you call and you set, set an appointment for us, you're gonna get a copy of Ben's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. That will give you good insight into Ben as well as myself and how we think here at SoundPath Retirement. So call us up. If uh, all the lines are taken when you call, leave a message. Someone will get right back to you and we will get you set up. All right, great advice, Matt. Our goal at the show here is to help you make the best decision. Any questions about what we're talking about or how it may apply to your own situation, pick up the phone, punch these numbers in, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. The folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies are standing by, ready to get on. Uh, ben and Matt, get on their calendar and get yourself all set up with that comprehensive plan, no cost or no obligation. So one more time on the number before we go, 877-249-6900. The show has flown right on by. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. We hope you found the information we presented helpful. Look forward to all of you being back next week. We'll have new topics, new questions right here on Sound Path Retirement. With Ben and Matt, guys, as always, it's a pleasure. It's been a blast. I really enjoyed the show with you, and I look forward to next week already. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath Retirement Strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.